It's podcast number 16, Dave, episode 16 of the Exhibition Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Ron. How are you doing? Well, I'm just fine. And you're looking uh, very summery. I, I noticed you got the short pants on, yeah. short sleeve shirt. It's it's about summer, eh? You know, we're mixing in the sunshine and the rain, but that's great for we talked about uh, growing and stuff, right? I, it's good. We did. We had we had Mark Mark the agriculturalist there. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time out in the farm, but I know that the grass is growing well because we, as a family, have been going out and golfing in the evening at sort of like six, seven o'clock. We get out there and, and play some yep. golf, and the greens are slow because the grass has grown so much after having been cut early in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, that's a fact. That's good. Well, we're mowing lawn at our house, yeah. but we are growing grass, and it's it's exceeding our uh, our cattle's ability to keep it down. So I'm happy about that. And I remember we went out there to meet Judy a while yes. back, and yes. at that time there was no oh, growing. No, I know. Yeah, you were not riding the the, the lawnmower. No, I was droughty now. Looks great now. Hmm. So. Well, hey, you know what? We talked about, let's get this out of the way right now. This is going to be the final oh. episode of the exhibition <laughs> podcast prior to the exhibition. So we're going to say this is ep- ep- season one. This this will be the end of season one. End of season one. And we'll be back after the exhibition. But we've talked like we have so much to get done. So if we want the exhibition to happen, there's some things that have to give. And for those yeah you know, dedicated listeners out there. Sorry, but this yep. is, this is something that's going to, this will be it. You'll have it. to listen to old podcasts. Oh, they do that on podcasts. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they, yeah. They, you know, we're not going to do that. No, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll come back after the exhibition and we'll talk about it. So, you know, just wanted to give people a heads up now. Well, it's important that they do. And a couple of other things that, you know, the hockey podcast too. This is another reason that we've got to end our podcast for the season. season ended and well, uh, yeah, Colorado avalanche uh, have the Stanley cup. They were the best team. Best team won. You know what? I, I really think they were. Boy, I'll tell you what they were. It looked like they were going to just run over yeah. Tampa Bay. And Tampa didn't go down easy. But, nope. uh, you know, at the end of the day, they checked all the boxes. They they had everything from there. But, of course, I call him Bobby McCarr because of Bobby or oh, I mean, what a, what a guy, hey? Calgarian. And we've talked yes. about him on the podcast. Yep. The guy, he won the Calder Trophy as a rookie of the year. You know, he won the Norris Trophy this year as the league's best defenseman. He won the Stanley Cup, and he won the Conn Smythe as the most valuable player. Oh, yes, player. he did, too. So, yes. so he's yes. got all that. Yeah. Oh, also, back when he was in college, he won the Hobie Baker Award, which is the top My college God. player in a season. So, I mean, his trophy case... Yeah, he's got a lot of lessons in there. He's a player. Yeah, he's a player. He's got a lot of lessons, Bronze. And he's so he he seems to be so humble in all of that. So I mean, you, I've never you gotta like him, that, but. eh? So, well, even if he looks that way, yeah, because he, I mean, you, you gotta like the, the humble. But no, it was so great. The ho- hockey podcast is over. Yeah, but we're rolling on. Um, how are bookings for the show going? So good, like, Ron. Like I mean, everything's open. Like registration was open, and then yeah, and you can get your camping place. You can get your paid warm ups. I feel like we made it easy. It's not easy for everyone because, you know, there's certain quirks about this or that, or, you know, it's not, it's not always going to make sense to everybody, but I think it's making sense to a lot of people because we're getting a lot of people sign up. Yep. So they've gone to the website and they've registered to tell us the horse is coming. Right. That's super cool. So no fees, no fees involved. Just register that you and your horse are coming, but you got to get your stalls. Now, what we did was we made it available through our online store where people can go and 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 book, reserve, and pay for their stall right there. Um, and so that's been going great. So yep. we have, like, uh, we're over 150 stalls now booked, Ron. So All right. Yeah. Solid gold. So uh, if you're thinking about it, I, I would I would think sooner than later. Huh? <laughs> huh? I can't, you know, we have a lot of room. I have it would be mind blowing to think that we could run out of stalls. And if this trend continues Ron, that's possible. Yeah. Now yeah. let's think that uh, my caution to anybody has been, don't worry. We'll look after it. We will handle we will. it, but d- don't worry, but d- don't sit uh, on your hands too long. Get Can your, get your digital fingers out there and get yourself, uh, get yourself some stalls. It, it is going to be everything we promised. Yeah. And it's all coming into place. So, Get those stalls. Get the take advantage. And it is from I got a look, and and you, you've got the the schedule. It's live. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we created what we did uh, a couple of years ago uh, when we helped out with uh, with the Silver Slate Fall Show. Yes, is we created a show tracker, and that's a right. live document. I like to call mm-hmm. it a live document because when I make a change on it, or or Julie, the show tech secretary, makes a change, boom, happens. Shows right up now. right away. Yeah, so that's the best place to go, and um, you know it's. It can be a little tricky to log in. I was telling you, Ron, if you're on an iPhone or an iPad or if you're on a Samsung or whatever device you're on, it's going to look a little different. So I can't tell you exactly how it's going to work. But, you know, uh, some people will click on it. It'll just take them to their web browser. So whatever, the Google Chrome or whatever it is. And you're going to see this document. It. It's a, it's a glorified spreadsheet really is what it is. And so across the top, you have your different tabs where you can see the entries and you can see the stalls and, and all of that information. It's all going to be there. All of the individual classes are across the top. So once those classes okay, start right. to run, that's going to be your live scoring for those people who are at home watching on the live stream. Uh, they'll have that open beside mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So it has a lot of functionality that's going to be, uh, you know, people will appreciate. So start to get comfortable with that. It's the best place to get the information. Perfect. Yeah. Show yeah. tracker. Okay. So th- everything's all up and running. So jump in, get it done here. Now I've lost my little list here. But I know that I'll get back in here. Well, did you want to talk about the NRHA Derby that just happened? Oh, wow. What an exciting time. So we had the pleasure to talk to two young ladies down there, one in the open, one non-pro. Well, uh, we'll jump out because I can remember the non-pro, Bailey Colson. Bailey said, yeah, I got my popcorn horse ready to go. Well, was she ever ready to go? Woo-hoo. Yeah. I think um, if my math serves me, I just took a quick look. She finished up in the non-pro finals. I think she earned over $12,000 at the Derby. So congratulations to Bailey Colson. Uh, Had a great finals on on, uh, Friday, the last Friday of the Derby. So then we we waited. Saturday, who makes the finals in the L1? Haley Friends. Uh, Haley, good for you. Congratulations. Big shout out. Exciting. Probably not the finish you wanted it to be, but I looked at the finalists and I said, hey, this girl's right solid, right in the middle, had a, had a decent run, very respectable, but name was listed in the finals. I found that little Canadian flag, so it made me happy. Yeah. Big shout out to both those ladies. They are in the mix, you know, and that's oh. exciting for years to come at the big events, knowing that uh, we've got that Canadian talent there. Yes, it yeah. sure is. Yeah, I had fun. I watched both of them live and was there cheering. All so, right. Yeah. Good yeah, for you. I was... Cool. Uh, I, I might have been mowing lawn or something. No, I might have been yeah. doing a typical Saturday. Or deal. you might have been worrying about that tornado you Ooh, were talking about. Last night, yeah. Last night I'm sitting enjoying, and then this ugly, ugly uh, color comes up in the sky, and my wife mentions it, and I'm watching these massive clouds look quite threatening, and then my phone jumps up and down, yeah. and it tells me, hey, in your mobile coverage area, there's a tornado warning. Uh, down by the Clay Webster house, I believe the Carsland area mm-hmm. was one of the hot spots for the tornado. I don't think it touched down, but boy, it did look scary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. the sky's been, uh, well, we've had some sunshine. We had some sunshine. We've had some big cloud buildups. We had a torrential rain. Right. Uh, we didn't have a tornado, thank God, but yeah. we did. Had over an inch of rain in yeah. 40 minutes, 30 minutes. It, it, One of the things that, you know, is, is going to take up your time between now and the exhibition, of course, the Calgary oh. Stampede. You got any updates or any stories you can oh. tell about with that? Or? Oh, well, it's, it's, as it gets closer, Dave, I get a little more excited, you know. I, yeah. And I start looking closer at my schedule and what events I'm going to do and who the people I'm working with and who's going to be there. And yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. And a little sad note, a little bit of a sad note. Huh. I can't see the summer Rainers. Oh, Summer right. Classic. Uh, so if you're going to the Summer Classic, I wish you all good luck. I mean, best best of luck I could wish you. Um, sorry, I won't be there. I'm going to miss it. I yeah. really am. Dave. Well, I, I missed the spring, and as did you, but we talk, we, we've mentioned yeah. on the podcast, and I'm going to get to be there at the Summer Classic, and I'm actually, I made an offer. I'm jumping back in the wind circle. Oh boy, you are the photographer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do wind photos for for people at the summer class. Right. So cuz Graham is there and he's uh he's doing the action photos. Right. And the wind photos are are you know, A it's not his thing, but B it's it's you can't do both great. And you it, you yeah. physically the distance separates you and you always miss what you should have been doing yep. when you were trying to get organized to get the oh. wind picture and it takes quite a while you got to 
Yeah, it's yeah. a scheduled deal. Well, so he you, was, yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to say, so he was working on a solution yeah. and he's like, well, I thought I could do this and I thought I could do that because he's such a great, great guy. Yeah. He knew that people wanted these wind photos and he, his solutions. And I was like, well, you forgot one more option. And I said, I'll do them for you. So, so I'm, I'm going back. Oh, that's a, that's a great opportunity. I know the people that win, yeah. they'll be really happy, Dave, because they'll get really great pictures. And, uh, so who's going to fill in on the camera work? Yeah, well, uh, we got, I'm, I'm set up because I got great help on the, on the camera. So yeah, yeah Danae, who I you were Danae, looking at yeah. over, yeah, she'll be She's there. She didn't, the she didn't come on for the, uh, for the intro this time, but no. uh, we can still talk about her. And then well, that's, that's what get, I thought. If she, yeah. she, she thought, no, I'll leave those two alone. Yeah. So we'll just talk about her. There she goes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We got an amazing uh, final guest of uh, end of season oh. one. And uh, we had so many other guests that we have talked to or wanted to yes. get to. And we realized that scheduling guests is challenging. But between season one and season two, we don't know when season two begins. But we, we will come up with a plan to get other. It'll, it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. But uh, lots of waiting lists, guests. Yeah. But the one, the lady we got today. Mm-hmm. I was excited about this, uh, as I am with most of most of them. But uh, this girl has been a competitor, yep. been a uh, she's an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. fire lady, yeah. huh? fire lady, yeah, on the fire squad, fire. She's on the fire squad. Yeah, we got uh, we got pretty fortunate to have join us today, JT, yeah, Jessica Turner. And, you know, it, it was just, it was a really diverse conversation. I think it's educational as far oh. as her knowledge and your knowledge, of course, of the equipment that she sells and provides. It was really interesting to me, and I'm guessing people at home are going to really enjoy that part of this interview. Well, I have a lot of admiration for her, and I was, I was mostly excited because she's, a, she's very passionate about this, as a, and she's very knowledgeable about it as a result. So she's, a, she's an in-depth player, and... You know, without building her up too much or out creating too much mystique, why don't we roll to her right now? Let's talk with JT, Jessica Turner, Rosefire. Well, I would like to welcome today's guest. She's here at the den out here in Springbank. She came in studio because we said, hey, we love it when people do. We had Mark last week and he was in studio. But uh, our guest today, Jessica Turner, JT from uh, Rose fire saddles also a representative for bob's custom saddles so i've known jt for a lot of years because back uh, when we did a lot of photography jt was a showgirl and she was out there and and uh, we had lots of great conversations and of course we see her at all the events that we go to because she has great reining saddles and and she brings her equipment there um, maybe she can tell us uh, later on about the you know does that equipment ever fall over that can happen <laughs> it can be a thing but beyond the, the arena, JT is also a paramedic. And so we're going to ask her all kinds of questions about, you know, uh, well, the Personal state health of, questions? Well, no, the state of affairs, Ron, because ah. it, it's tough to be a paramedic oh. in Alberta right now. So we'll get some insight into that and, and whatever else we can dive into JT so that when you step up and see her and buy the saddle, you'll just know so much more about her. And so we love doing this. So JT, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited and a little bit nervous to be here. (laughs) Can I say like Darren Baumgartner, his favorite thing, he says uh, when you used to come into the show pen, she yeah. Jessica Turner, she's so <laughs> famous they named the town <laughs> after Turner. her because you're from Turner Valley, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I swore when I moved to Alberta that I would actually never live in Turner Valley for that reason. Yep. And then I found a great place and the price of real estate and I love the town and huh. yeah, there is endless jokes about my last name and my So not town. born and raised there. No. So tell no. us tell no. us where were you born and raised? I, I gotta start there. I am a BC girl at heart. Um, I was born in the Fraser oh, Valley. Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I didn't know that. You saw the smile you on my know face. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This is Mr. B C of course as yes. you That's yeah. why we get along so well. Fraser Valley. The Fraser Valley. Yeah, I grew up in Chilliwack. Oh. Yeah, I grew up in Chilliwack. All my family still lives out there. So I lived out there um, until I graduated high school and uh, moved out here for college. Did you ever watch any hockey games in Chilliwack? The Chilliwack Chiefs? Well, before the Chiefs. So they were originally Junior A yeah. before they were the Western League. So yeah. I played there when they were Junior A and they knocked this out. They had this guy named Peter Zerba. 
he had his own section in the stands called the Zerba Zone. He was like the dirtiest hockey player that I ever played against, and it was often my job to shut him down. Ron Tom, one time, Ron, Whoa. I fish hooked him. Yeah, I had him down on the ice. I was on his back, and I had my my forearm across the back of his neck, and he like, get off of me, get off of me. And I stuck my finger in oh, the no. corner of his mouth, and I started pulling. <laughs> That's not like me. But you got to be careful. No, like, if no. you're going to stick your finger yeah, in something, yeah, you don't yeah. want to get bit, right? I was going to say, really? did he bite you? Oh, and he was yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if Pete Zerba is listening to the podcast, you deserved it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. Years later. Yeah, but everyone else in Chilliwack, I'm sure, is nice. That's he was not. Nice. He was not. Oh, whoa. Sorry. Well, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, this is a whole new respect level here I'm, I'm getting for my partner, Dave. I'm starting to see why the podcast takes like these little zigs and zags left and right. Those aren't zigs and zags. <laughs> this is completely derailed. It's completely was derailed. Tracks, yeah. All right, we're back. Awesome. We're back in Chilliwack. You went back to school. I went to school in Chilliwack. Yeah, grew up in Chilliwack. Yep. That's an egg egg town, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Lots so were you into, into agriculture there? Um, I wasn't. We weren't. I I rode horses since I was about four years old, um, and I did the 4-H and the barrel racings and the gym cannas and jackpots and all that sort of stuff. But we didn't have any other farming kind of influence than that. Hmm. You said uh, college. Yeah. You said you finished up high school and then you yep. didn't come to Alberta to College. Yeah. I uh, I went to Olds College. Hmm. All I, right. That's I been went a to theme. Olds. Yeah. That's, there's not, a, there's I noticed a, that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that, that so many other people that I already knew, like Clay Webster, went to Olds College. I was like, no way. I didn't know that. Wendy so, Nelson. Yeah. 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 So Bailey, I. Um, Bailey Colson. No, no. She went to Red Deer for a day. Three. No, no, three. 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 Come three on. Days, don't right. short her. I think she was there three days. Why a week? Yeah. Right. Half a week. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here we go so again. Old, old college. Yeah. I, uh, I double majored. Um, I did the Western horsemanship and the business management. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All in equine science. So. Yes. Yeah. And who, who was instructing at that time? At that time, it was Ross Hansen. Oh, sure. Which was yes. awesome. We yes. Learned, we learned a lot of um, cowboy type horse training and real straight ahead there was, stuff. There was definitely some times where he went, you know, this isn't in the curriculum, but if, if I happen to teach it and you happen to be standing here watching, maybe you'll learn something sort of thing. Hmm. So he was a real, he's a real cowboy cowboy. So very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Very it was awesome. So. We learned a lot, learned a lot. And I figured the business management would help me out regardless of what industry I kind of ended up in um, coming out of college. So I think yeah. that's, that's wise, you know, and, Those and great choices. Well, because Canada lock, lacks entrepreneurs, and I think a lot of people within the horse industry they they are entrepreneurs. Yeah. But for you to have an education background within that, it's going to you know yeah. set set you up for yeah, much absolutely. greater success. So. Well, we've talked about that before. Like, lots of horse trainers that have sat in the chair you're sitting in today, and lots of them that I've sat on hay bales talking with, uh, think you know what's what's the toughest part of the business. The business, the business end of it. itself. The Absolutely. business itself. Absolutely. You know, being professional about your about your billing and, and having a system yeah. and understanding it. Yeah. That's and understanding a, the marketing and, and everything, yes. everything like that goes into and the customer service that goes into it. Like yeah. you could be a fabulous rider and a fabulous trainer, but if you're not a good people person or business person, then I don't know how you yeah. succeed at it. So. Yeah, you gotta manage that end of it. Yeah. That's a yeah. Oh. Absolutely. So you did that? I did that. Then where? Um, and then I decided that horse training was not for me. That was my original goal. My original reason to go to, to Olds was so I could be a horse trainer. And I decided that was not for me. Um, and if you ask the trainer I ride with now, he will tell you adamantly, I am a fair weather rider. Oh, so what does that mean? Explain <laughs> yeah. to me. What is, what's a fair weather rider? If it's cold or raining, I'm just yeah. not that into it. <laughs> That's just not my jam. <laughs> well, it just, it just looks quite difficult. Yeah. I can't do it on all these clothes. 365 oh. days a year. And you get paid what? Yeah. Yeah. You'd, so. whoa, whoa. You'd have to wear one of those outfits yeah. like, uh, like Sue was talking about. Heart. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to get, Dave didn't know what Carhartt stuff was. Yeah, that's you what I meant. You didn't know what a Carhartt was? I still don't. <laughs> still. Uh, we're going to take uh, him to. Uh, let's go shopping. Uh, yes. We're going to take him up to Irvine. Should I have one? Or should I have one? Does Ron have it's, one? It's not a one. It's a. It's, it's, it's a. a pull. It's a line of clothing, Dave. It's a line oh. of clothing. Most of which is insulated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Like, is, if you don't wear insulated. I have long underwear. underwear. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I, I have. Those. They have Carhartt denim, Carhartt shorts. Hmm. So my my first winter in Alberta, keeping in mind I grew up on the coast. 
Yes. So it was like, and I grew up in the coast, like just outside Vancouver. So moving to Olds was a giant culture shock for me Absolutely, for yeah. so many reasons. But the cold, I remember my friends to this day, 20 years later, bring this up and make fun of me. When it was the first time it was like minus 10 out, I was out there in my insulated Carhartt and mm-hmm. my winter jacket and my gloves and my toque and my everything. And I was dying because I thought it was so cold <laughs> and it was minus 10. And they were like, you're never going to survive. <laughs> no, no. There's more coming. You're yeah, like, you're in yeah, for a world yeah. of this, hurt. This is kind of, I'm this a fair is weather a student. Yeah, exactly. Fair weather student. Exactly. Well, I'll, I'll be in here in, in the viewing area. And yeah. you can just, uh, if you could turn the audio up in the room yeah, here. That would be fabulous. <laughs> yeah, so. But Our, I got acclimatized. And, so fair weather horse trainer. Yeah. Horse trainer. Rider. Didn't cut it. Don't. Okay. No. But you so, made it as a student. I did. Yes, yeah. good yeah. for you. Double majored, and that was that was good as well. So turned loose on the world. Yeah. And where did you go? If you um, know, sidelined the plans on the training. I ended up back in Chilliwack for probably about six months, um, and I started, and that's where my saddle sales career kind of started. Mm-hmm. Um, I had worked in retail um, all through high school, so I had a experience in sales, um, but not necessarily in, in the tack world. Uh, and I started working for a store that had a location both in Chilliwack and in Alberta. So I got I got a job there, and I was probably about six months in, and I was like, look, there's just, I, I got acclimatized to Alberta, and the people there, there's way too many people in the Fraser Valley, um, there's not nearly enough horse industry, I want to move, I want to move back to Alberta. So I asked my manager, I was like, hey, do you have a spot? I really want to move back to Alberta. Can I just transfer over? And he agreed. And that's how I ended up in the Okotoks area. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was all, awesome by, for us. all by chance. Yeah. Awesome for us. Yeah. And so it was just a young lady, but you know, you said you, you'd had retail sales experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and that answers some questions for me. I've, yeah. watched, I've watched you, you know, manage your own business yeah. and uh, which will... Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, Dave will be taking us to on this on this journey of your life. But um, I've I, and I thought she must have had some natural tendency. But this girl knows her way around a show floor. Yeah, just, yeah. You know. yeah. I worked in I worked at Foot Locker all through high school, so I was like fourteen, fifteen years old. Like you'd have twenty five year old guys like coming in for basketball shoes, and I'd sell them three extra shirts and a pair of sweater to go with oh, it, and awesome. yeah. that sort of thing. So you like to supersize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, but you know your your personality—it's already coming out in the podcast. But if people haven't come and talked to you, you know you yeah. you're just bubbly. You're excited. It's you, you know you're fun to be around. I and then that. yeah, and then you know like you do the Sullivan nod. You're familiar with the Sullivan nod. You just did it right now. You, do you know the Sullivan? <laughs> I didn't nod? realize it was a Sullivan nod. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I I learned this back when I worked in the in the food industry. You know you'd some you know like oh I'd like fries and you'd be like would you like gravy and people at home can't see me right now but like yeah. would you like gravy. And what do you do? And you do? just nod. And, and, you you're, nod like, and you're like, yeah, I think that's you're, you're already fo- follow my eyes up yeah. and down. Now, now you're in agreement. Now you're getting gravy. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And there it is. It's called the Sullivan nod. It's a sales technique. And you, you know, people naturally have it. I mean, Sullivan got to, they got to name it. Yeah. But I suspect that, yeah, you're, you're, you know, people agree with you. And you're like, yes, that sounds wonderful. And you get excited about whatever it is that you're doing. So yeah. tell you what, let's go. What, what do you think if we, if we back this young lady right up into her store. Yeah. Which is kind of a unique deal because she really doesn't have a store. True. Like a physical store. Physical store, yeah. But she has a lot of equipment. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go, because we just, we're kind of here, kind of talking to her about her sales ability. And one thing I'm going to say, and I'm not out on a limb doing this, when you go to say, it's not just salesmanship, young lady. You know a lot about what you're selling. You, when you're passionate about something that you sell and you really understand it, it's it's a lot easier to sell. That's the part that I so agree with you. Absolutely, you're very much aware of of saddles, and we've spent some jokes and and had some great times. You and I've ended up at some <laughs> shows together, yeah, yeah. and there's always some downtime. You know, a little <laughs> downtime when business is slow in your booth, and I'm on a bathroom break. But anyway. You know, get talking to you, get talking about saddles, and it is a passion for you, yeah. but you know a lot about it, and you know about which end of the horse uh, from the other end. You know, you you know a lot about the horse anatomy. You know yeah. a lot about the saddle anatomy. So the equipment that you have, I got to compliment you, it's always top drawer stuff, and you know why it is top drawer stuff. I think um, 
like even going back to Olds College, taking that Western horsemanship program gave me so much knowledge about how how to train a horse, which in turn gives me so much knowledge about what equipment is going to work when you when you go to train the horse, right? Um, and I think I would never sell something that I wouldn't use myself. Um, I've had like I, you, there's endless options out there of suppliers of, of equipment that you could sell. And if I look at it and I'm like, eh, like I wouldn't spend my money on that. So why would I try to ask somebody else to spend their money on that? That just doesn't seem, doesn't seem right to me. So, um, I've got pretty high standards of stuff that I'm going to use on my horse. Then I'm going to, I'm going to take that same stuff and, and try to, Try to sell it well, I'm world. guessing, Ron, like you took me through your your talk. Uh, oh yeah, you know, right. in, in the barn, yes. and you're oh, and I'm, that you would know, be a fun tour. It was so cool. <laughs> that to, would be a you'd fun love tour, it, right? Yeah, because yeah. Ron starts giving me the history of all yeah. the different pieces and how they work and stuff. But you know, you can just see like quality made, man. Some yeah. of those stuff would like last forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron. Yeah. It, so it, buy it, it once, does. buy it right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you buy the right stuff the first time. Yeah. And I went through a number of different little bridle bits, and they they. They work fine, but yeah. they didn't last. Yeah, and uh, and the quality I've noticed the quality of your stuff and yeah. kind of drooled on some of the things that you're that you're selling. And I keep a cloth. To yeah, wipe she, up she after just follows runs. along. <laughs> and she's also I, I do remember remember getting turfed out of the booth, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like being edited. But um, it was uh, the quality, not just the saddles. But you, you said an interesting thing. You wouldn't use it on your horse, yeah. and you understood from how, how developing a horse and training a horse, you understood yeah. that there's some equipment that'll allow you to, and I think there's more equipment that'll limit you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the lesser or inferior equipment, if you will, yeah. that limits what you can do with a horse, whereas what you're selling, the products, they don't limit you. They, yeah. they allow the freedom of the horse underneath that saddle, the the bridle bits and the yeah. uh, and the accoutrements that you sell. There's there's my other there's word. There's that word there. Yeah. yeah, the accoutrements as well that you sell, all really good quality stuff, and no, not a problem um, from a fit yeah. or, or wear perception. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I know, like, I understand, especially these days, how hard people work for their money. Oh. And that if I'm going to try to sell them something, it better be something that's worth it and worth all those hours they've put into that paycheck to come to come shopping. And I appreciate every penny that anybody ever spends. And I would never want to sell them something that, you know, two months or two years even down the road, they're like, oh, this fell apart on me or or this um, like didn't enhance my training. It actually took me back because it takes so much time and energy and everything else that I just I just want everything to to help move forward for for any of my customers. Customers and their horses. Yeah. So. Well, the horse comes first. Yeah. Lots absolutely. of people have a, uh, even like lots of non pros who train at home and they're pretty handy. Yeah. But sometimes they'll overlook a simple thing like that horse is giving them difficulty in yeah. some area. Yeah. And it's because their equipment doesn't fit properly or it fit and worked properly when they first bought it. But yeah. three years down the road, there's a little wear. So now there's a little pinch point or there's a, is a, an action that doesn't. Yeah operate properly and it's limiting what the horse can, and the horse is going hey i don't like this stuff yeah. and I, i'm pushing back hmm. and the yeah. riders up there going come on buddy you can do yeah. this yeah and i've and, and and again like being like you alluded to being somebody who shows and rides and and gets it myself like i brought i bought a um, a pretty expensive cow horse bridle for my horse um and she hated it and it took me a week before my trainer was like, do you want me to tell you why you're having a hard week? And I was like, yes, just like, tell me. Like, I'm so frustrated someone's going at this to, point. Someone's going and to die like, here. Yeah, he's like, your horse hates that bit. And I was like, what? What? But I spent like X amount of time like. Yes. And I was like, Isn't that, what do I do now? You could spend a lot of money on braces. And I know my daughters yes. didn't like them. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I went back to my tickle trunk and luckily obviously luckily I'm in the position where I was like, okay, well I can just resell this and I'll pick yes. something else and, and put it on and a whole new horse, like dropped her head, yeah. was soft, was responsive, was, was yeah. awesome. Like a totally different horse. And I was like, Oh, that was, that wasn't her just being like giving me attitude or having a bad week. That right. was, that was me not paying enough attention. Yeah. And, and like, it happens to me too. Right. And I, and I sell the equipment. I preach this all day long, but, but me not paying attention to my horse telling yeah. me that, she didn't like the equipment I was using right. and, and just one little change. And and one little change, like you said, you spent 
a quantity on this. Yeah. This, this yeah. is not a small expenditure. Yeah, absolutely. And she doesn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Well, right there is the answer to why are there so many yeah. bridal bits available oh, for yeah. sale? Yeah. That's yeah. why is because it's not a bad bit. Yeah. Because the next horse or the next horse after that will love that yeah. bit. But your horse yeah. didn't. Didn't like that no. one. Yeah. Well, see, it's knowledgeable people like, and that's where I'm coming from. It's knowledgeable people like yourself that when they're, when you're on the sales floor, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I, I think people, my customer would feel safe in your hands. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't, I can't say that about sending them just everywhere. Yeah. They may just get sold the flavor of the day yeah. just because yeah. it's, they have one. Yeah. Exactly. And while well, we have to order that one, Yeah. but we have this one right here right now, yeah. but there, so now we've got JT, we've got her in her store, which yeah. is just in our minds. Well, no, it's good to set the table there, Ron. Well done. Yes. Well, you know, I stumbled through that. So you wanted <laughs> to ask about the specific maker. I got maker excited. Of like, well, no. Well, like, you, I just, you should be. I don't know. I mean, I hear all about Bob's custom yeah, saddles. Bob and I don't, guy? I need to know more. I have so many questions. I'm learning. I did get to see uh, a recent saddle that was delivered very, very recently to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, should we talk about that yes. one? Yes. So Jerry Greenall's saddle. So she ordered Such that a cool saddle. last year, what, at the Fall Classic? Yeah, yep. last year at the Fall Classic. And so just took delivery of it like yep. a week ago. Yep. And I got to see it on in action. Yeah. I was told it's still it's still squeaky. Yeah, probably yeah. it's so, that new. Yeah, it was that new. <laughs> it's that new. new. <laughs> so, I mean, it was obviously beautiful. And and there were, you know, Shelby uh, Mitchell was there telling me about, like, you know, this is, you know, the Shaughness of Persia saddle is this and the Dwayne Latimer saddle is yeah. that. So I guess I need to know like what makes a Bob's saddle Bob's and then how do those other customizations or people who, you know, brand it or whatever, how does that all work? I mean, it's a big question. That's a big okay. question. Put her on the hot seat. This is the saddle That's a girl. Big question. This yeah. is the saddle girl. So saddle girl. So the, I find the easiest way to explain kind of how that works. Did you have a question there that nope. you were going to go with? You were going to tell me the answer. You were doing it. You, no one interrupts. Can you edit that part out? No, he was just wondering. He's like, well, I don't know if they, Dave really asked that question well. Let me explain. Sweetheart, you have, explain you're in the lead right now. You're in the lead. You're what we call intuitive. Okay. You knew what I was going to ask. So finish the, so, finish the answer. I so think the, you got it. I think the easiest way to explain it is to kind of relate it back to trucks. Right? Okay. You've got the Dodge and that's a brand Okay, right? and they have the Dodge Ram and that's one of their models. So when we're talking like Jack Carter doesn't sell Dodge. So what would we look at? In oh, it? sorry. No. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to apologize. He's like that. He'll do that to you. See? I drive a Ford product. So well, we're, we're not going to talk about other okay, saddles. So, so no, so just kidding. You take, so the easiest way to explain that. <laughs> So you take a Chev. Okay. Okay. And you've got the different Chev models, right? Yeah. And you've got the Chev 1500 and 2500 and the 3500. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the different um, finishing packages that they come with, right? Yeah, you can get about the Denali. Silverado, yeah, you can Denali. Get the Silverado, the Denali, yep. that sort of thing. Um, so it's similar to that. So you've got Bob's yeah. is the brand. Okay. So Bob's is your Chev. And then you've got, say, the Lady Rainer, which is kind of the same yes. as your 1500. And then you've got the, the Shauna Superja, and then you've got the Dwayne Latimer. So what Bob did was sat down with some of the best in the industry mm -hmm. and said, what do you like to ride in? What makes your performance better? What seat do you like? What horn do you like? What, what pommel, cantle, that sort of thing. What makes, um, what saddle will enhance your training ability? Mm -hmm. And then he built models based on that. Yep. So every single time that you sit in a Shauna Superja, you will get the same tree, the same seat, the same horn, the same cantle. And then when you sit down with me, you get to pick whether you want the leather seats or the heated or the AC or the sunroof and all of the, the custom finishing touches and that sort of thing. Silverware. Silverware. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, how, what, what kind of bling are you going to put on it? Yeah. 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 But the core of the whole thing to me, the core of the whole thing. And that's where JT is, is so helpful when you're buying a saddle. She goes, well, the tree on which this saddle is constructed hmm. is built in such and such a way that it'll allow freedom of movement of the horse underneath. It'll sit on the horse's back properly. Like, so it's balanced. And so you as a rider will be balanced. And then we put, 
as you say, the models. That was a great yeah. explanation, yeah. by the way. Once oh, you yeah. got away from the Dodge. <laughs> I, I, I got an easier question for you now because I'm familiar with trees, Ron. The, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, coming from BC. and stuff. There's a lot of trees, but I'm not familiar with the saddle tree. So like you guys say oh, like it's yeah, obvious, yeah. right? I don't know what a saddle it's, tree is. It's it's the frame of your saddle. Okay. Basically, so it's, it's, it's made like out of wood. And yeah, made out of wood, wrapped in usually um, either a rawhide or a raw lide, which is like a synthetic product mm -hmm. um, that doesn't quite... Um, stretch or change as much with different moisture and and which would be an issue changes. in alberta yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely see because a, a saddle is in effect a rigid structure okay. that's what it comes down to and that's why the fit is so important so if if you had sore feet or something like that you put on moccasins right mm -hmm. like something that's not tight around your yeah. foot or yeah. socks or whatever how about if we put your feet in wooden shoes or something like that? If the wooden shoes don't fit, they're going to be uncomfortable. That's yeah. where the horse feels. Yeah. So a tree is a very rigid structure. And uh, fortunately, the people that invented trees centuries ago were very, in, very adept horsemen and understand the mechanics. And so I'm, I'm going to jump out and help you up, back you up for Bob's. Yeah. Bob's has a quality like they start out with a first class quality tree and like like you said the, the measurements of each uh of the gullet measurement and such like that mm -hmm. is associated with different models yep. so yep. they fit exactly. different horses are, are, is there an adjustment because what i'm hearing here is that the saddle needs to fit the rider but the saddle needs to fit the horse so if i buy a saddle for my horse and then i change my horse is the saddle necessarily going to work no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. Yeah. Um, and to me, to the very, the very core of business is, um, like I said, I'm a horse person. So the, the fit of the saddle on the horse is always my number one. Like, that's where I start all of my sales. If mm. it doesn't fit your horse, then I, frankly, I'm not going to sell it to you. Mm. Um, and I have had some where people are like, oh, I love this and I love sitting in it. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't fit your horse. So I can't in good conscience sell you something that's going to hurt your horse. And it doesn't necessarily mean that when you switch horses, it's going to fit your next horse. There is a chance mm. that it's going to fit your next horse, but not, not guaranteed. No, you might, if you sell horses, you might need to sell your saddle and get another one as well. Yeah. But there is a lot of, I mean... A lot of the mainstream, the mainstream saddles mm -hmm. fit the mainstream horses. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. kind of like it's it's Makes not sense. it's yeah. not as if you know you're you're not going to be way out of the yeah. zone. Yeah. Like if you got a mainstream horse, not no abnormalities, just kind of a regular deal. Yeah. And you go in and you say to JT, okay, I really love that Bob saddle that you got there, or I want to order that one. You're okay there. Okay. You're, you're kind of safe there because yeah. you got a regular kind of horse yeah. that's a re that's going to fit uh, the design of a saddle and that I think that's one of the quality things about quality saddles is they are designed to fit a range of those regular horses. Yeah, if you go from a standard bred to uh, Clydesdale, no, no, no. probably not going to. If you go from a reigning horse to a reigning horse, there is a good chance that that your saddle will still be able to fit your next horse. All right, I got a harder question for you then. So Bob's, mm -hmm. like, there's a reason why the top riders all are using Bob's. Yeah. What is it? What, what separates a Bob's from other saddles when it comes to the reining horse? I think because Bob's, like, like Ron said, he um, designed with the horse in mind first mm. um, and the fit and to enhance the performance of the horse. And then he designed it to enhance the rider as well. So he put the seats in the right spots and the fenders will spring properly and the, the cantle and the pommel will support you rather than hinder you and that sort of thing. Um, and then he went to uh, quality workmanship, leather, tooling, and silver. So he didn't, he didn't go, I want to make something that looks pretty and I hope it works. He went something, I want this to work for the horse and then I want it to work for the rider and then I want it to look good. So I think his stages yeah. of importance was, was the biggest. Yep. And how many years is, has he been leading the way in the reigning? You don't know. Oh, Run. he's been building Run. saddles for, like actual Run. Bob Haley um, is in his mid 80s mm -hmm. and he started probably 50, 60 years ago. So it's been, he's, he's, and he's been in the industry his entire life. So he it's gets kinda, it as well. It's kind of like a lifetime work. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that's why, like your question, great question, right? Like why, what makes Bob's a leader? Mm -hmm. uh, how about the devotion of a lifetime? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You, you know, like, like the, the single-minded devotion of a lifetime, the focus 
on producing and never losing sight of the, those core values. Yeah. He, he didn't decide, okay, well, I think I've got it. Now we're going to try to make a thousand of these a, a month. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's a finite list. So if I phone JT and I, I want to saddle and she goes, well, Ron, you're going to have to come and look through the catalog, make the choices and we'll order it and it'll, there'll be a wait. Yep. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're built, um, built and made to order. So he doesn't have um, a production line of stock that you can just pull from because um, he because he built it to first to the horse, then to the rider. Mm-hmm. So if you want this specification, well, you're going to have to wait for those because it's going to be built exactly the way you want it. Yeah. And worth the wait. Always worth the wait. Because you know from your, uh, from your sports deal, mm. like if you want the good quality equipment, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you go for a fitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it, it's it's an investment though, and and so people, I guess they do need to to get it. Well, I don't guess; I know they need to get it right. So, you know, um, I don't know. Do you want to tell a story about like uh, how long it takes you to set up and sort of? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's coming from this story. I, I want to hear this. Uh, I want to hear this. So I have um, a setup system that I like that I usually stick to, and this one time I deviated from it. Um, I've got basically, and if you've ever seen me at any trade shows, you've seen my wall of goods, right? Yes. So they've got, I've got the grid wall and I've got the, everything goes up and I've got all the hooks and I put all my product up and, um, I used to be in a spot in Red Deer where I could anchor it to the wall. And one year I was like, I'm going to move cause I think I'm going to get better, um, better traffic here and better exposure here. So I moved it and I'm like, ah, oh, there's nothing to anchor it to the wall, but I think that'll be okay. That'll be okay. And. Dave's watching me set up and he goes, hmm, you know, you've got those heavy items. Maybe you should put those on the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, but Dave, like this is the stuff that I mm. want at eye level. Yeah. I want people to grab people's yeah. attention. It's what do the you nice know, stuff, Dave? Right? Yeah, exactly. More or less, Dave. Like, what do you know? What do you know, Dave? <laughs> he doesn't know anything about bits. <laughs> so I get my wall set up and my bits are on the top and my, I sell um, nettle stirrups or wooden stirrups. They're nice. They're yeah. beautiful. They're lightweight. They're on the bottom of my wall, <laughs> the opposite of the heavy stuff on the top yeah, of the wall. And yeah. I get it all set up and I'm done. And it probably takes me about six hours, six or seven hours. Yeah. It's a long day to set everything up. And I get the final right on there and I step back and I admire it. And the entire wall tips straight over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. luckily for me, nobody was in the show pen showing at the time. I think it was, was like in yeah. between oh. two runs because I couldn't just pick it straight back no. up because I knew it would make a clatter and everything. Yeah. And, and I had to do it in stages in between runs. And the whole thing just went, yeah. and there was a smash and a bang and everything was on the ground. And, and then she put the bits at the bottom. And Dave kind of looked the at heavy me. Stuff, <laughs> the heavy stuff on the bottom. Yeah, it's Darren turned out. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah. and the stirrups yeah. up towards the top. So you know what though? Like yeah. it, it, it speaks to, it speaks to your nature though because you didn't panic. You just kind of looked <laughs> and you're like, hmm, "Yep, that that happened." Yep. <laughs> guess we'll guess we'll start over. <laughs> yeah. Put it back up. Uh, I probably went 18 different shades of red, and Dave just kind of looked at me and went. Uh, I'm not going to say a thing. And I said, come over here and help me stand this back up. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Get involved <laughs> in this. Get involved in this. So, yeah. Uh, the, tri- the trials and tribulations yeah. of a mobile the, the store, learning, right? The yeah, learning. The learning you learn, do. Little learning curves. Well, you, you have a good friend that comes and helps I you do. in Red yes. Deer. Yeah. Dale? Dale. My, Dale. my best friend, bless her heart, lives in Red Deer. And so every time I'm in Red Deer, I have a place to stay. She feeds me. There's usually uh, cold beer in the fridge. And she always always comes and helps me set up she and does. tear down and and shows up randomly throughout the day I, I've, I've laughed with yeah. her because she she is really handy too yeah yeah and she knows she knows the system yeah, she knows the system and she's really handy doing yeah. setup and stuff yeah, absolutely. but I've, I've, I've always i said boy JT must have pictures of you doing something wrong. Because, I mean, she <laughs> lives at your house. Yeah. Cool, drinks your yeah. beer. Yeah. You know, yep. you know, it's Eats just, her pizza. Yeah. And, and makes her unload everything and set everything and up. Set and it all up. I, I pay her in hats. There. Like, oh, okay. I, she gets unlimited supply of Rose Fire hats. So it, which, in turn, she likes to point out to everybody and advertise for me. So yeah. <laughs> really, in my situation, it's a win, 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 and... 
Well, and we and when uh, you came in today, you're wearing this uh, green yeah, hoodie right yeah. now with your new uh, brand there, brand new, brand new logo. Yeah, it looks awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, people can look for that on on the website. Has yeah. the website been updated with it and everything? I have a. I've just started. It is updated with my new brand, um, and I've got a lot of a lot of changes going this year. The new brand. Um, I've just hired a new website builder, so we're gonna we're gonna update that so you can actually shop online on All right. right off the website. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you want to tell people about uh, our non-pro saddle shootout. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, like so what are they what are they winning? Um yeah. they are actually winning and I'm th- I'm we've never done it like this before through my store. Um which I'm really excited about. They're winning a certificate towards a brand new Bob's custom saddle. So yes. it's um will include a base model tooling, six silver conchos, but then you can choose um, what model fits your horse and what model fits you rather than oh. winning a trophy saddle that you might not necessarily be able to use or might not fit your horse or might not fit you. Yes. You're actually going to be able to sit down with me and order the exact specs that, that will work for you. Yeah. Oh, that's a great deal. Yeah. That's yeah. a great I'm super deal. excited about that. Yeah. Way, like you say, way better than winning a saddle that that's sitting there right off the yeah. floor and you go, Oh, yeah. well, all it seems to fit is that saddle tree. It's on. Yeah, exactly. A saddle so. stand. Well, and so what we actually did, Ron, is we ordered, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're in for two saddles yeah. because we are going to have, kind of kind of be like Dave's saddle that he never gets in, but we are <laughs> going to have for years to come because why would we ever go away? Like I, this is, you know, year after year, the yeah. non-pros are going to shoot out for this saddle, but we're going to have an exhibition saddle that's going to be the trophy. So yeah. And we're yeah. going to have oh, okay. it branded with the, the very cool exhibition logo is going to be on it. And okay. We'll be able to show it off. So it'll be the, basically it's a photo backdrop. Yeah. It's going to be a very glorified backdrop trophy, so. at front and center. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I mean, if you want to jump on that saddle sometime and give it a ride, Ron, I'd like to see that. I, you know, well, you would stay in it. <laughs> well, it's as long as it's close to the ground. Yeah. 25 cents a ride. Yeah. Whoa, that's affordable. <laughs> I think one of my first rides was only a dime. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, it's out front of Safeways. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk about the saddles before we move on to other um, topics? I wanted to circle back to Jerry's saddle, actually. Yeah. The, we oh, said yeah. how beautiful it was, I, and then we didn't, like, yes, well, that's people are going to see it, because that. that saddle is coming to the exhibition, so yes. people should step up and see it. But tell so, us all about it. So yeah. one of the really cool things, I think, about um, my business and about Bob Custom Saddles is that you can order it exactly the way you want. And if anybody has ever met Jerry Greenall, um, she is a lover of skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she came to me and she's like, I want to order a Dwayne Latimer and I want to put skulls on it. And I was like, okay, why do you want to order a Dwayne? She goes, cause it fits me and it fits my horse. And I said, okay, check one. What do you want to do with these skulls? Cause I honestly was a little skeptical at first about this and I was like, okay, well, what do you want? She goes, I want to put skulls everywhere on it. And so I, like to sit down with my customers and design something that's going to look very classy and elegant and beautiful in the show pen, but is unique to them. Mm. Um, so we sat down with Jerry and she originally was going to go like skull tooling and skull this and skull this. And I was like, Jerry, how about we maybe change a few things? So in the end, it's going to show up and look really beautiful because this, this is a lot of money and I want to make sure that you're really happy with your design. So we, um, her necklace is her favorite skull. So we actually took a picture of this skull and we sent it to Bob's and they said, hey, can you build me silver conchos with this skull in it? So she picked all of her finishes. She picked um, a really, really pretty um, floral tooling to put on it. And he designed a set of um, conchos with this little skull right in the center that if you see it from far away, it looks, it looks beautiful and elegant and it's, it's gorgeous saddle open around in the pen. And then you go walk up to Jerry and you look at her saddle a little close and you go, oh, wow. Like the finishing details, we've got it in the, in the rear D. Uh, we did in silver and put a skull in it and then a skull in the center of each of the conchos. So when you get up there, you really see her personality yes. in her saddle. But when it's loping around in the pen, it's not going to like distract the judges and go, like, what is she riding in? What? There's skulls all over that. She's just, just a really beautiful right. package on her horse with her, because she's always turned out so nicely with her pads and shirts and her horses look so good and, and it'll look Fabulous oh. in the pen. So that's a great backstory. I heard some uh, words or some trigger words, huh? huh? <laughs> some huh? Trigger you know, words? Can you see me? I'm like, yeah. could you tell? Give me a little lesson, Ron. What's a concho? <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah. you got it. You got it. Okay. 
<laughs> That's too funny. Why is it? No, tell me. What is a concho and why con- is it called con- that? Because you know you know. Okay, so a, a concho. I've seen I've a, seen the skull, so I, I kind of know what okay. they are. But. So on a saddle, there are decorative parts on a saddle. They're decorative hardware, if you will. Yeah. So on a saddle, a saddle, it, really at the foundation of a saddle, it was a utilitarian work saddle. It had saddle strings on it. Saddle strings are lo- are thin cut leather, and they're just like a little bit like the implication of the word. They're saddle strings, and they're built onto the saddle, and they pass through a little concho that holds them, if you will. This is simple put. Okay. And so then, keep the, it simple for Dave. Th- these saddles, <laughs> these saddle strings, where you're where you'd be most familiar with where saddle strings come from is behind the seat of the saddle. Strings that would tie your bedroll on, if you were. Oh. Okay? okay. So those are the saddle strings. Nowadays, in a show saddle, in a reining saddle, they don't have the strings. If they do, they may be shortened to they're only an inch or two. They're just tokens. But they still kept the silver conchos, if you will. Hmm. And the conchos are the silver decorative hardware on the saddle where the saddle strings come through. And uh, she's got skulls. She's got skulls, custom, I'm, I'm, custom built, custom stamp skulls. I'm here, and then so rather than the gaffer tape, maybe the conchos, the strings, maybe they could tie someone into the saddle yeah. run. I have a saddle with long enough saddle strings that they will come across and form a safety mm. belt, and you can tie them. Cool. Yes, yes. Is that how we're going to teach Dave yes, to ride? It is. It is. Apparently, <gasps> apparently, he's going to brave up, and and maybe this winter he's going now, to ride. Maybe instead of saddle strings, we could talk to Bob's. And we'll get them to put you a seatbelt in. <laughs> they could do that. And maybe work. like a Velcro seat. Yeah. So we'll get a you nice some, Velcro, some Velcro pants. Some, and with special and underwear. With special yeah. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and a seatbelt and some handles, some extra uh, handles yeah. for you. Jeez, this sounds really, uh, really you, when great. You, when yeah. you could start thinking of custom. Well, I, I, I think, or we don't need the handles. What about we don't need, he can ride like the rest of us. Hold a rein in either hand and hold on to the holy shit handles. <laughs> I got an idea. I got an idea. In the saddle horn, airbag. Right? Well, Pops up. You want, want to be careful because you want a horn that possibly pops up a little screen with a pattern on it. Now, if you, <laughs> That's an idea you know, right like, there. You know, kind of like, kind of like a directional yeah. Is a yeah. iPhone. Although we could see because sometimes... It fails you and takes it, you to it, the other it, location. Please abort your spins. Please abort your spins. Stop, stop, That's stop. five. Yeah. You can't you can't have the argument, right? Like I forgot my pattern. No, you didn't. It was right there on the saddle. It's right there. Um, Should have looked. Yeah. Should have looked. Should have looked. Well, cool. Ever-changing technology, right? You got to stay up to the world. It is. I'm guessing when when Jerry jumps into that saddle, though, like she's just going to have another level of of swag. Yeah. You know, and that's that's got to be that's got to help you out in the show pen too. Yeah, exactly. Look good, feel good, do good. Totally. It's all about that. Um, I'm fascinated because Rosefire Mm -hmm. need to know. I need to know the name Rosefire. The name Rosefire. Um, way back when when I started my business. Um, I sat down and again, with my marketing background, I thought, what do I want my business to represent? Um, And that name has to represent kind of like my core values and what I want to offer to customers. Um, And I came up with Rosefire because I wanted to offer a product that was beautiful and high end and was tough enough to last a long time, Um, which I kind of feel like the rose kind of embodies that, right? It's a beautiful, it's a gorgeous flower. It's, it's um, a more expensive flower. It's a high-end flower, um, but it's got, it's got thorns and it's pretty tough and it's going to last and it's going to perform. Um, and then I wanted my business to be, be around forever. I wanted something that was going to last. And that's kind of how I got the fire part um, in it. Um, and we played around with a lot of different flowers and different words in a long time. And um, I just kept coming back to Rosefire. And it was it was something that was beautiful, that was going to last a long time, that people always needed. They always need heat. They always need fireworks. And hopefully they'll always need saddles and always need my business. Great backstory. That's how I came up with yeah. it. Great backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rose, so. rose is great. And fire, I think, is... Uh, Fire is one of the fundamentals. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that's a base level. The elements. Yeah, the elements. That's it. Is that what it is? There yeah. you go. See, yeah. see, Dave's no fool. Dave's very yeah, educated. You know you that? <laughs> he says, 
We can trick them on concho, but you can't trick them on real stuff. Not the science stuff. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. Don't are mess with them. You calling me a nerd? No, we are not. Well, called him a nerd years ago. Yeah. He likes it. He likes it. Oh, he yeah. Says, he said, oh, thank you. Well, he goes, I know. I'm quite good at it too. <laughs> I think, I think you just said I'm smarter than you. Yeah. Of course, you would it's never it. admit he's that. He's not though. wrong. Oh, no. I'm careful there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't touch okay. on you being a paramedic. So can oh, you tell us yeah. a little bit about how that yeah. all evolved and what that looks like on? Uh, in so um, I actually I work as a paramedic and as a firefighter. Um, I work part time as both, and then I have part-time with Rose Fire Saddles, and they kind of all even up to slightly more than a full-time job most days. Um, I started as a volunteer firefighter in Turner Rally um, because it sounded hard. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do that. That's why I joined. So um, it turns out I loved it. Um, And in fire training, you do a lot of medical training, and that's how I got my paramedic training. I don't want to be mean, but you're not a fair-weather firefighter, are you? Um... No. no, it's very warm in there, oh, and you've got okay. all the layers on. Oh, so good. honestly, oh, I stay quite warm. Oh, it's you okay. wear one of those that yeah. outfits. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, out, yeah. The, the outfits. The <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he calls Suster Lyle a fire person, I think, or something like. <laughs> so you, the you fire could, squad. The fire squad is a fire squad outfit. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So yes, we, not a fair weather fire, fire squad. I know. <laughs> well, and that outfit. <laughs> so the turnout gear mm. is, um, at, it's, it's super thick and it keeps you really warm and we have a lot of layers and mm. I'm miserable when it's cold out, but I will, I will come out and help you out and Excellent. fight your fires and, and, uh, so yes. Yeah, so through, through firefighting training, you do a lot of medical training. Um, and I was really intrigued by, by working on ambulance. So, um, I went and got my primary care paramedic. So now I both, I work both kind of sides of the coin. I both work on an ambulance and work in the fire hall. Mm. Wow. So. I remember when you went, like you were so enamored with, but you got caught up in the, in the firefighting deal. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when you were going to school for your paramedic training. Yeah. And a couple of times you groaned and went, this is freaking hard. I don't it know. Is. What it have is. I started here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think you've got some serious tenacity, yeah. don't you? Um, and there's no that's back. A, that's a good word for it. Tenacity. I'm very tenacious. I didn't want to call you stubborn in front of everybody. <laughs> She's hard headed and stubborn. That's tenacious. How I get through life. Tenacious yes. sounds so much better. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, there's uh, no, there's no quit for a hard headed no <laughs> stiff neck girl. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard. A lot of days it's hard. Um, as any emergency services is, um, it was hard to get through school, but, um, 90% of the time it's super, super worth it. Like it's awesome to, to show up and to see my favorite part of going on calls is to see the relief in people's eyes when you show up and they're like, Oh, it's like, someone's here to help. Someone's here to make it better, regardless of what your emergency is or how critical it is. They just go, Oh, and there's that sigh of relief. And there is, there's a lot of relief there. Yeah. Yeah. They're happy to see you and. Just a great good news story. Uh, just recently, like last day or two in Calgary firefighters, uh, with the little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what a good news story. Yeah. We, we won't belabor the p- fact that the ambulance uh, dispatch system may be awry, total failure, uh, or total failure. You know, you could go that route too, and, and all of that may be true. You know, the good news was uh, the, the firefighters in their outfits, in their fire outfits, <laughs> actually <laughs> brought a squad. sense of relief. Yeah. the sense you're talking about to that little girl, but yeah. more to her family. Yeah, her dad, uh, you know, the six o'clock news showed it. Yeah. he just went. Oh, when they got there, I was just so relieved because yeah. here was somebody who knew something yeah. and and had training. And part of your training is just diffuse the uh, panic. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, a lot of the times the the scene management and and dealing with with everybody. Um, it's not just going in and helping the one person who's hurt or sick. It's not just about your patient. It's about the entire, the Mm. entire thing. And, um, that little girl actually turned out quite well. Um, she was discharged from hospital and she got to meet the crew. Um, she got to do a tour of the fire hall and meet the crew and have her picture taken and everything. So So that was really awesome. 
memorable experience yeah, for her. Absolutely. And, uh, and something for them. and for them. Yeah, yeah. Something you can't script. Yeah. Big thank you to all yeah. of the crew. Like uh, yeah. her her yeah. presence and her yeah. health. Big time. Her good health. Big time. Great, great. So, Cuz uh, we don't we don't always get follow up. Like yeah. because of FOIP and everything else, we we drop patients off at the hospital and we go, you know, you don't know their outcome, um, good, bad or indifferent. So it's really nice to to get that follow up especially with kids and FOIP, hey? FOIP. That's like COVID. Yeah. Well, I was, I was actually going to bring that up, Ron, because like our conversations over the past couple of years, it's so nice sitting here with you today because I do feel like we're on the other side of COVID yeah. now, finally. Yeah. But I remember talking to you over the past couple of years and that, that worked too, right? You're a yeah. first responder. So yeah. big, you know, from us and from our listeners, you know, huge thank you to you uh-huh. for being there through that. And I'm guessing that, you know, if you weren't, um, what was the word you used? Tenacious. Tenacious before. I'm sure COVID like enhanced that, right? Because you had to be yeah. tenacious to yeah. do your job. So thank you. Yeah. For, for well, it is. It, it's uh, truthful because you put yourself at risk. It, like there's one thing to being a, a firefighter. You, you, there is self-risk. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's inherent yeah. in yeah. the position. Same as being a paramedic. Some of the places or most of the places you get called out yeah. considerably are not that safe. There's something awry here, yeah. but um, with COVID, one more huge Just extra layer of uh, one more huge yeah. hurdle to go. Okay, yeah. no, I'm going to go help. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. No problem. Thank you. Well, and the other thing I would point out too, recently you and I were talking on the phone, and you were at, a, at an event, a horse event, because you were there with your certification to yeah. be there, right? So maybe yeah. talk a little bit about so, that. So um, part of my paramedic job, um, I work for a company that does standby um, paramedicine at, uh, and the FEI, so the um, the, in- the English show jumping world, requires a paramedic to be on site anytime anybody is jumping at an approved um, show. So that's, that's something else I do, which I love um, because I get to sit there and watch show jumpers all day. And so anybody um, who falls off on show grounds needs to be cleared by the paramedic to get back on, um, which I think is great. They've got, um, they've put in all new concussion protocols um, with the show jumpers and that you, if you have a suspected concussion, you're off for X amount of time. You need to be cleared by a doctor to get back on. So they're definitely going the right direction for sure. So that's something else wow. I get to do. Cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. FEI. Yeah. It's like, well, like FOIP, Dave. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really familiar with the FEI, Ron. Are you? No, I'm not. But. Oh. That's just, you that's, believe it's, me. It's I, like, I sold it's you for like half the, of a second. Well, the I got you. did. It's the NRHA of the Fe- show Jumping Federation yeah. Equestrian International. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, oh, no JT, problem. because you haven't just stepped up and helped support the exhibition. You've, I see your name and your brand at shows all the time everywhere. And I know now when people see you there at their booth, they're going to come by and they're going to know a little bit more about you and they're going to know how much you care and they're going to get to see this smile on your face there. So, uh, so again, on behalf of uh, all of the people out there who are coming to the exhibition, thank you for stepping up and and for all of the contribution you make uh, out there to the, to the sports. I want to add that. Um, it's been a pleasure this afternoon. It really has. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. I've had visits before, never as uh, structured as this one. Uh, I will say this. You're not nervous now, are you? No, not really at all anymore. <laughs> it's no. not that That hard. was very easy. It's not hard at all. And that's how people feel when they're in yeah. your booth, dear. That's how they feel. Oh, good. They walk in and yeah. within a couple of minutes, they're going... Oh, well, this is kind of fun yeah. shopping. Yeah. You know, my one concern though, Ron, is that as people come to her booth now, they're going to start doing a bit of a wider berth and it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be nothing personal, but they're just going to be like, is that anchored? Oh, uh, yes. Here. Okay. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> we'll get some yellow, uh, yellow caution tape. We, you have, know. We, caution. we have modified the system. Oh, okay. Since that incident, uh, we learned. Occupational health and safety, we, you know. We analyzed and we modified. <laughs> All right. Hey, JT. What, what a pleasure. Thank you. It has been a great afternoon. Thank you very much for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you. Woohoo! Wow. Jessica Turner. That, that was a fun, you know, Dave, how, are we just lucky or what to yeah. be able to chat with these people to find out it, it happened again. We found out more about her life and all we want to know now is more. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica Turner, very diverse lady. It's so great to to realize the diverse paths that land at, let's say, a raining show. Yes. Right? Because you're the announcer, I'm the videographer, 
JT is, uh, you know, selling the saddles. But everybody has such a unique backstory. I don't know that that people, very few people get to know them, right? Now lots of people do. A- absolutely. And I, I think you've already all, always alluded to that thing that will happen. Is now when people will see, like a person like JT, they'll, now they can engage her in conversation and they can ask those questions, you know, like, well, when you were growing up in Chilliwack, did you know so-and-so or, you yeah. know, like that? And, and Oh, yeah. You, did you know that Peter Zerba guy? Yeah. The, yeah, you're, yeah. Pe- you're the dirty hockey player that he you was. fish hooked. Ooh, <laughs> Dave. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was a super fun interview. And uh, I do hope people now uh, will go by and, and say hello and when they see her. And uh, But she did want us to mention, because we didn't really clarify, you right. raised the point, she doesn't have a store. She doesn't have a store. And that's what it, you know, I thought we kept we'd get to it but of course we circled around we got derailed a couple of times and taught but yeah i said the lady without a store and she doesn't have a store she has a product line that's second to none she's upgrading her her website yeah so you can shop online right but by all means contact her and set up an appointment i think the other thing too because we've we, we had our uh our episode where we talked about social media, like JT, I believe is really prolific. Is that the word? Yep. On Instagram. Yep. So she's on the Facebook, but Instagram is a great place when you have products because you have your individual photos or whatever that is. So like wherever it is on her website, Facebook, Instagram, wherever connect with her. That's how you can shop. Absolutely. And I, from the education that Jordan gave us about Instagram, I think that JT's got product that's absolutely fit for yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Great fit. Great crossover. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking well, of backstories, I told you this. I think it's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got uh, a connection. You found a connection. Well, because Claire's Home's always felt a little bit like home to me. There's just something. I like it there. Yep. So I'm really excited about it being the home of the exhibition. Well, for my daughters, because not directly bloodlines for me, but for my daughters, their grandma's grandma or their grandma's great, grandpa. Great grandmother and great grandfather. I think it goes beyond great because it goes. Is there another great so, in there? Yeah. They, they have uh, my wife, their mother, their grandmother, her parents. parents yeah. Parents. Holy cow. That's a yeah. great, great, great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of greats there. Yeah. There's a lot of greats. Anyways, um, Ted, Ted and Lillian Mack, they were from Claire's home. And in fact, Ted Mack was the train master of Claire's home. Don't know exactly what that job I entails. I train master does. Yeah, I don't know, Ron. But I, he was also the mayor of Claire's home, and I'm f- more familiar with that role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I could see that. Yeah, pretty neat wow. family connection. So, you that know, is yeah, a connection. Yeah. yeah. So, and my mother-in-law, she, I believe, is coming to the exhibition. She's heard the buzz. She wants to All come. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so she's very gonna cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited about that. So, yeah, just uh, it, it's really neat when your family can come and, and share in the excitement. Well, and, absolutely, and, it is. And then be entertained by these incredible horse athletes with the rider athletes. Oh. It's really, it's really special. So it is. It's look, it's looking good. Folks are honing their skills. There's uh, lots of buzz, lots of talk. So you know what we're doing. We're telling you, hey, we're going to be taking a sabbatical from this, but don't think we're sitting in the easy chair. We are now totally focused on getting this up and running just the right way. We've got the details uh, to iron out, make sure everything uh, goes according to the way we have envisioned it. And uh, so we're taking a podcast break. Folks, you can always, always contact us on the uh, website, follow along with the live document, go to xibitio.ca. Everything's there. It's all set up online merchandise, the whole deal. Take a look at the buckles. Take a look at the bronzes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and you can't go yet, Ron, because before okay. you go, yeah, I want to say thank you. What for? 16 episodes. The time that oh. we've gotten to spend together on this, <laughs> it's been a blast. Well, thanks. Dave, I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, you started out, you you pitched this podcast idea and I, you know, I'm kind of, I held back and fought it off. And I, I said, well, what are we going to do? And you said, we're just going to do what we usually do. Only we're going to podcast it. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'll say this 16 episodes and that's exactly what happened. So you're absolutely right. You don't need to thank me. Yeah. I should be thanking you. Been great conversations and I look forward to more of them as it goes down the road. More to come. More to come. Hey, until then. Yeah. Until then. Keep listening.